Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The GX on Agriculture podcast is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner. GX on Agriculture with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program, seeding progress across Manitoba is moving at a rapid pace with the recent warm weather. Their first crop report of the year was released yesterday afternoon. We'll have details on the northwest and southwest parts of Manitoba and how that crop is shaping up. As well on GX on Agriculture, Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices reported by Canfax were again above average compared to the previous week's we will hear from Fonda Froats, the provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Folks in the canola industry know full well that whenever there's a ripple in the relationship between Canada and China, that commodities often pay the price. And we will find out if that happens again as there's another diplomatic row between Canada and China. We will talk to Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. Hundreds of Canadian scientists and researchers are in Saskatoon this week for a conference marking the conclusion of the seven-year Global Water Futures program. We'll hear from Dr. John Pomeroy, the Global Water Futures Director at the Canada Research Chair in Climate Change and Water Resources at the University of Saskatchewan. And we will announce our winner of week three of the spring edition of GX94 Supper in the Field. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX and Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka your REMAX Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Welcome back to GX and Agriculture. Seeding progress across Manitoba is moving at a rapid pace with the recent warm weather, according to this week's crop report. In the northwest, it was a warm and windy week across the region, with the exception of a storm that rolled through parts of the region midweek. The Dauphin-St. Rose area received about 30 millimeters of rain, with Drifting River Station receiving 48 millimeters in a short period. Hail also occurred in St. Rose, Dauphin, and Gilbert Plains. Planting in these areas was slowed while conditions dried up. Areas that did not receive precipitation from the storm are starting to see dry conditions in the topsoil. Spring wheat seeding progress is well underway across the northwest, approximately 90% complete in the Roblin area, 65% complete in the Swan Valley and Dauphin, and 50% complete in the Paw. Earliest seeded spring wheat in Roblin and Swan Valley has emerged. 
They're seeing overall good winter wheat survival as well. Canola seeding started across the entire northwest region of Manitoba over the weekend and is about 10% complete. Field peas are 80% complete across the region. Soybean seeding is now underway in the Dauphin region. In southwest Manitoba, seeding also progressed rapidly during last week with most producers seeding cereals. Spring wheat is 45% complete with barley at 30% and oats at 20% complete. Many producers are waiting until they finish cereals before starting on canola. Currently, canola seeding progress is in the 5 to 10% range. In addition, they're waiting for low spots to dry out as a recent rain has pushed intentions back a few days in some areas. Field pea seeding is at 75 to 80% complete. Peas seeded at the beginning of May are now starting to emerge. Soybean seeding has also started in some southern parts of Manitoba with about 10% seeding complete. The seeding of grain corn has also started. It's time now for the Beef and Forage Report, and that's a presentation of Co-op Hail Insurance. Beef and Forage Report. Live cattle futures on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange slipped yesterday, pressured by softening wholesale beef prices and a lack of bullish news. Cash cattle trade was quiet, leaving some traders to focus on beef prices. The U.S. Department of Agriculture priced choice cuts of beef yesterday afternoon at $2.9947 per hundredweight, down $2.51 from Monday, while select cuts fell 36 cents to 284.35. June live cattle futures settled down 45 at 163.87 and the most active August futures ended down 27 at 162.47. August feeder cattle settled up 42 at 231.47. And that's the Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. BX94, Ag Review. Turkey's president says Russia has agreed to extend a deal that has allowed Ukraine to ship grain through the Black Sea to parts of the world struggling with hunger. The deal will extend the agreement by two months. It's not clear if any concessions were made to Russia. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan thanked Russian President Vladimir Putin, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, and UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres for their contributions. Although it's still relatively early in the crop year, Manitoba entomologist John Gavlosky strongly advises farmers to carefully watch their fields for any signs of insect pests. Gavlosky couldn't say for sure if insect damage was going to be bad this year, but based on what's transpired over the last three years, he says it depends on conditions, especially for flea beetles and canola. Gavlosky also advises to watch for signs of cutworms in canola, wheat, sunflowers and other crops. Grasshoppers are another potential pest that need to be high on one's scouting list. Gavlosky notes the last few years have been conducive for grasshopper populations to build. Besides these three pests, 
The entomologist says there's always a chance of the winds carrying in other pests, something that cannot be predetermined. Canadian pulse exports are running well ahead of their year-ago level, with some demand rationing likely over the next few months as supplies tighten ahead of the new crop harvest. Canada has exported 1.56 million metric tons of lentils during the crop year to date, with Turkey the top destination at 421,000 metric tons, followed by India at 357,000 tons, according to Statistics Canada data. Pea exports of 1.95 million metric tons are up by 44%, with China accounting for just over a million tons of the total. Other major importers of Canadian peas include Bangladesh, the U.S., and Pakistan. Canada has exported 167,000 metric tons of chickpeas through the first eight months of the 2022-23 crop year, with the U.S. the top destination, followed by Turkey, Pakistan, Syria, and Italy. Stocks of all three pulse crops were well below the five-year average as of March 31st, with 1.47 million metric tons of lentils, 900,000 metric tons of peas, and only 112,000 tons of chickpeas on hand to make it through the marketing year. A French court has banned the sale of two glyphosate-based herbicides produced by Swiss chemical group Syngenta because of a lack of analysis on the chemical's potential harm to some wildlife. The decision in 2020 by the French Health Security Agency to renew the marketing authorization for the chemical product Touchdown System 4 was annulled. A separate but similar decision was taken for Syngenta's Touchdown foray. Syngenta called the ruling disappointing and said the products had gone through a rigorous approval process that demonstrated safe use. Glyphosate, first developed by Bayer's Monsanto unit under the brand Roundup, has been a focus of controversy since a World Health Organization agency concluded in 2015 that it probably causes cancer. Chicken prices are rising as companies start to cut production to reduce global oversupply. That's according to the CFO of BRF South America. After a glut helped to push the Brazilian pork and poultry producer to a first quarter loss. The firm posted a $287.7 million Canadian net loss for the three months to the end of March, with high grain prices also affecting results. The CEO of BRF says a significant fall in grain prices, combined with efforts to improve operating efficiency, will help to shore up margins and bolster results going forward. BRF's results reflected weakness in export markets, with lower chicken prices dragging margins into negative territory in a business segment that has posted double-digit margins in the past. The company says it has continued to increase sales of higher-margin processed food products in markets like Turkey and in the Gulf states, retaining a leading position in those regions. And be sure to listen to the latest GX on Agriculture podcast, It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. And that's today's Ag Review. It's time now to head back out once again to Tanya Cherry. Thank you, Doug. We are with your Health Foundation Cash Lottery. And just thinking about what you would spend $1,000 a week on for an entire year. So yes, $1,000 every single week for a whole year. So you are our lucky winner. 
we give you a call next Friday morning after we've made the draw and say congratulations, you are a grand prize winner. Here's your first check of $1,000. So you spend that on what? Easily easily to fuel. It's gone to fuel that week. Okay. Next week, you get another $1,000. Is that used for some implements coming up in the harvest or another $1,000 coming in the next week? Do you have repairs that you need to do in the shop? And then another $1,000 and then another and another and another. And it keeps on going for an entire year. Or, of course, you can just get that check for $52,000 right there. That helps a lot, right? Makes things a little easier. It's pretty nice. Then we have a draw of $5,000, and we have five draws of $1,000 each, and our 50-50, a whole other jackpot that you can get in on. Now, make sure you call and you get your ticket before you go back into work, before you get busy, before you're back in the field. You have a moment right now, 1-800-636-3243. And good luck to our lucky winners out there. Good luck to you for calling and getting your ticket with your Health Foundation Cash Lotto. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. We have smoke and 13 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices reported by Canfax were again above average compared to the previous week. Fonda Froats, provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, provided the latest report for the week of May 8th through the 12th. Feeder steer prices were mixed among the reported weight categories on May 12th. Prices were from 348.67 per hundredweight for the 3 to 400 pound category to 249.75 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound category. The largest price gain was in the 8 to 900 pound steers, which were up 847 per hundredweight over the prior week, while the 4 to 500 pound steers were down an average of 757 from the prior week. Average weekly prices for heifer were higher in all but one of the weight categories reported. Prices ranged from 327.17 per hundredweight for the 4 to 500 pound category to 248.15 for the 800 plus pound category. The largest gains averaged 657 over the previous week for the 4 to 500 pound heifers and the 6 to 700 pound heifers had the only decline of 253 on average below the prior week and ended at 284.67 for the week. She outlines the factors behind the changes. Well, we're continuing to see limited marketings and a tighter supply of feeder cattle creating competition that is supporting the prices. Froats has the marketings for the week. Canfax reported 7,445 head of feeder cattle sold over the week, which is down from 12,647 the previous week. And year-to-date, feeder cattle marketings are caught up to 1% uh, below 2022. And as for market-ready cattle prices? The Canfax price for Alberta-fed steers on May 12th was 231.45 per hundredweight, and this was up 72 cents over the prior week which was 230.73. 
Fed cattle prices have continued to establish record highs. And Alberta cow prices on May 12th were mixed compared to the prior week. D2 cows decreased on average 51 cents per hundredweight to average 149.70. And D3 cows were up 169 per hundredweight to average 131.83 per hundredweight for the week. Fonda Froats is the provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for June closed at 164.82, up 95. August live cattle closed at 163.12, up 65. August feeder cattle closed at 231.15, down 32. September feeder cattle closed at 233.95, down 37. June lean hogs closed at 84.87, down 232. July lean hogs closed at 85.55, that's down 257. And that's the livestock market conditions. Folks in the canola industry know full well that whenever there's a ripple in the relationship between Canada and China, that commodities pay the price. It happened with the Huawei incident a few years back. Now that ripple has become a tidal wave with the recent expulsion of a Chinese diplomat. China quickly followed suit by expelling one of our top diplomats in Shanghai, But China's retaliation likely won't end there, and they could choose to target canola again, or maybe beef or pork or some other commodity. Since the Huawei incident, the canola industry has done a lot to lessen its dependence on China. There are several projects in Saskatchewan aimed at keeping a bigger chunk of our domestic canola crop here at home. Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, believes that one day we can survive without a market like China. Uh, Progressively, yes. Uh, I actually think that uh, what's going on right now with with the canola industry in particular and the crushing capacity being built uh, across the prairies, in particular in Saskatchewan, uh, those are all really important things. Uh, It will actually make uh, Canada uh, more in control of its own exporting destiny, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Right now, we're still quite vulnerable and that's not a good place uh, to be. Uh, and so over time, with more control, more value-add uh, capacity, uh, we can actually you know, dictate where we go, where we do business. And uh, if China is off the table at some point, well, so be it. We'll be able to afford, uh, we'll, we'll absorb that shock and go somewhere else. But we, we need to diversify. We've been telling ourselves that for many decades. Uh, but now I think really, you know, our association with the Americans uh, has been uh, quite helpful and beneficial to our economy. But uh, it's it's growing it's it's becoming a a much more complicated problem uh and so we need to be honest with ourselves that's dr sylvain charlebois now canola of course isn't the only commodity that we export to china we export a lot of beef and pork to china every year although for the past 17 months we haven't been exporting a lot of beef after Beijing closed its doors when an atypical case of BSE was found in Alberta.
Please stay tuned. GX on Agriculture will return after these messages. And it's time now to check in once again with Tanya Cherry. Hey, thank you, Doug. Health Foundation Cash Lotto and the calls are coming in. Thank you to Roxton for calling in and to Churchbridge for calling in and getting your ticket. Where are you from? Do we get to announce your community when we announce our lucky winners? We have a draw for $5,000, five draws of $1,000, our 50-50, and our grand prize, which is $1,000 a week for a year. Now, are you almost to retirement? And the next year you're planning to retire? If you win an extra $52,000, does that make it easier? Can you retire a few months sooner? Does that just make retirement look a little better, right? What, what does it do for you? You have that money spent. I know, in your head, it's already done. All right, so just call to get that ticket so that you can spend that money. 1-800-636-3243. 1-800-636-3243. How does $1,000 every single week for a year make things easier on the farm? You answer that question in your head already. All right. 1-800-636-3243. And good luck with your Health Foundation Cash Lotto. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed down across the board today. July canola closed at 7.14.10, down $15.10. November canola closed at 6.85.90, down $13.30. July Minneapolis wheat closed at 8.59 and three quarters, down 19 cents. July Kansas City wheat closed at 8.85 and a half, down nine and three quarters of a cent. July Chicago wheat closed at 6.25 and a half, down 22 cents. July corn closed at 5.61 and a half, down 19 and three quarters of a cent. July soybeans closed at 13.37 per bushel, down 27 cents. July oats closed at 3.43 per bushel, down two cents. And that's the commodities update. Hundreds of Canadian scientists and researchers are in Saskatoon this week for a conference marking the conclusion of the seven-year Global Water Futures program. Global Water Futures was established with a $78 million grant from the Canada First Research Excellence Fund the University of Saskatchewan was one of four leading institutions with the others, Waterloo, Wilfrid Laurier and McMaster, all located in Ontario. Some of the water research was agriculture related. For additional details, we spoke to Dr. John Pomeroy, the Global Water Futures Director and the Canada Research Chair in Climate Change and Water Resources at the University of Saskatchewan. One of the 65 projects was the Agriculture Water Futures Project, and another is the Prairie Water Project. So what we showed there is the effectiveness of snow management and residue and in, in, uh, enhancing preserving soil moisture uh, from the winter into the uh, growing season for crops as a way to fight droughts. We looked at the impacts of wetland drainage on uh, downstream water quality and flooding. We've looked at groundwater recharge of the prairies and how that could be enhanced through uh, wetland uh, preservation, and then also uh, looked at water supply for irrigation. Uh, there, 
have been uh, proposals for a substantial irrigation increase, a doubling in Saskatchewan. So we've been uh, running computer models on the water supplies from the mountains to the major rivers to make sure that there's enough water for irrigation and hydroelectricity and downstream water use and supporting really important ecosystems like the Saskatchewan River Delta around Cumberland House. He says their models indicate there's an adequate water supply for irrigation in Saskatchewan. Yeah, um, uh, both southern Alberta and Saskatchewan will be increasing. It looks like overall there will be an increase in water supply down the rivers through the next few decades, maybe increasing 15-20%, but also the variability will increase and the stream flow will be coming much earlier in the year because of more rapid mountain snowmelt much like we've seen this year. This year might be very typical of what the future could be. And so we're going to be have to be very careful how we manage it, and how we allocate it, and set priorities for that use. It gets used for many things, hydroelectricity and community water supply and irrigation, and, and then we still want to support our river and delta ecosystems. And so it's going to take uh, careful water management to preserve all this with uh, what we expect to be uh, occasionally worse droughts and occasionally worse flooding episodes in the future. Dr. Pomeroy says the increased water supply is due to increased precipitation in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, be more rainfall in the mountains. So the glaciers will be gone in a few decades, unfortunately. The snowback will be greatly reduced, but there will be more rainfall. So it's going to be a very different uh, sort of hydrology feeding our rivers, perhaps flashier and less predictable because it'll be more rain-fed than snow-fed. Snow's been very reliable for us historically. So we're going to have to adapt to that and uh, find ways to manage our water better. And, uh, you know, looking to the south, where they've had more rain-fed systems historically, uh, in the U.S., they've had some great challenges there. So uh, we're going to have to learn from their challenges and how they address them and work out our own solutions that work here. He says we may need to build bigger dams. We will probably want to um, change the uh, rules of operation of the many reservoirs that are on the South Saskatchewan River system and uh, perhaps in the future even start to look at increasing storage capacity. We have a sort of a natural damming from the snow and the glaciers that we're losing. And so to improve the reliability as that's lost, we'll have to probably look at uh, storing it ourselves reservoirs and that's always very very contentious but i'm sure the first steps will be to look at how we can more effectively use existing reservoirs and even can we increase some of their capacities dr john pomeroy is the director of global water futures which is sponsoring a conference in saskatoon this week please stay tuned we'll announce this week's supper in the field winner coming up right after these messages Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. It's week three of the spring edition of GX94's Supper in the Field. We'll be bringing out supper for eight weeks in the spring and eight weeks in the fall. We had 362 entries yesterday, and I called our lucky winner this morning. Hello? Oh, good morning. Is this Paul? It is. Hey, Paul, it's Doug Falconer calling from GX94 Radio in Yorkton. How are you today? Um, I'm okay. Good. I, uh, I don't have asthma, so I think I'll live through this. Excellent. Yeah, it's pretty thick here, too, today. So. 
Oh gosh, yeah, like we have like half a mile of visibility. That's it. Yeah, it's probably about it here too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I was calling is we drew your name for supper in the field. You did. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. It. That's Paul Orsack of the Binscarth District. Our sponsors for GX94 Supper in the Field are Milligan Bio, Farm Credit Canada, Gowan Canada, Sask Milk, Jump.ca, LDC, Smith Steel, Minute Muffler and Brake, Yorkton Auction Centre, Maple Ag and Outdoor, The Chalet Restaurant, and Razor Cellar at the Yorkton Hotel. Farm Bulletin Board. Are you a private landowner who owns 500 acres or more of grazing land? Then the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association wants to hear from you. They're asking producers to take surveys that will explore understanding, perceptions and interest in carbon opportunities and ecological goods and services across the Canadian prairies. Responses will be anonymous and grouped to your larger region for protection of privacy you will also receive $50 as a thank you for your participation. You can visit www.fuseconsulting.ca slash take-the-survey to complete that survey. And the Bayer Crop Science Opportunities Scholarship Program is available to graduating grade 12 students entering their first year of post-secondary education in agriculture food science or a culinary program at a Canadian university or college of their choice in the fall of 2023. To apply, students can visit www.cropscience.bayer.ca slash our dash company slash scholarship information to review the program guidelines. And that's all the time we have for today's Farm Bulletin Board. It's now one o'clock in Saskatchewan. 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Partly sunny with areas of smoke. Winds northwest at 20 to 40 and gusting higher at times, a high of 16 degrees. For tonight, cloudy with a 40% chance of late evening showers. Winds northwest at 15 to 25 and a low of 3. For tomorrow, cloudy with a 50% chance of early showers, then clearing. Winds north-northwest at 15 to 30. A high of 15, an overnight low of 2. For Friday, sunny. Winds southwest at 10 to 20 and a high of 21. For Saturday, partly sunny, a high of 23. Sunday, partly sunny, with a 20% chance of evening showers, and a high of 22. In the Paw, it's 10 degrees, Swan River 13, Dauphin 16, Brandon and Roblin 14, Show Lake Russell 15. Regina and Indian Header at 17 degrees, Saskatoon 13, Hudson Bay, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington 10, Indian Head 17. Broadview Mooseman reporting in at 16. The Yorkton-Melville region has smoke, 
A northwest wind at 32, gusting to 48 kilometers an hour. 46% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 13 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. The GX on Agriculture podcast has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner.